0: This is season three of Founder Journey with international travel back in the cards. I'm heading up a number of different trade missions, various countries around the world. And while I'm out and about, I'm gonna be talking to a whole new slate of founders in my network and bringing their journeys to you. First up is Alejandro Gonzalez of Redwood Ventures from Guadalajara, Mexico. And Alejandro is gonna talk about building a venture fund, some of his own entrepreneurial journeys, but more importantly, the challenge of bringing high net worth individuals, uh, family offices, uh, LPs out of the woodworks in Mexico and getting them to get aggressive about investing in tech in Mexico and Mexican entrepreneurs. Three, two, one. Hey, what's up everyone? Thank you for joining us again for another episode of Founder Journeys. Today, we've got Alejandro Gonzalez, managing partner of Redwood Ventures here in Guadalajara, Mexico. Yes, I'm still on my trade mission in Mexico. I'm loving it here. I might not come back. As you can see, (laughs) I found my place, the bar. Uh, Alejandro, I'm pretty sure you're comfortable behind the bar as well. I do. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, We spent a lot of time talking about all the different tequilas, but uh, I don't want to talk about tequila. I want to talk about you. So tell us about Alejandro, your journey. We've had other VCs on the uh, podcast, and uh, the harsh reality is building a venture fund today is A hard thing. It it is a startup on its own. There's lots of ups and downs and challenges. Tell us about you, your history, and then tell us about Redwood Ventures and the journey building Redwood. Sure. Uh,
1: So I started my career as an entrepreneur. I had a a company uh, that I built with some friends from high school. Uh, I I didn't know that that wasn't the best practice, <laughs> so I made all the every single mistake probably everybody does, and uh, and uh, I ended up selling the company. Uh, I loved the process, but you
0: still so, still was a success. So
1: you got an exit. Yes, not not that, that kind of exit. It was it was more like uh, it's not the kind of exit that is in the news, yeah. you know. <laughs> but it was it, it was still an exit. Before your first you know? startup,
0: an, exit's an exit. Positive, yeah. positive win,
1: take it, right? Yes, yes. And and uh, uh, I, I love the process of the exit itself. Yeah. Uh, and I started uh, working in uh, an investment banking uh, firm. Okay. So I worked here for here in Guadalajara. Uh, I worked for almost six years as an investment banker, you know, doing MAs, valuations, yeah. fundraising, and so forth. And I w- always loved uh, what, yeah. like, the part of the entrepreneurs in investment banking you know like fundraising amongst uh other entrepreneurs and working together with uh, vcs from the united states and from mexico to fundraise for these entrepreneurs and uh you know uh that 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 part was what i was really passionate about entrepreneurship not real estate (laughs) you know like so uh, i always wanted to to you know to, to being the other side of the table, you know, like uh, investing in those startups. So I started doing angel investments myself and as an LP in other funds. And I realized that I didn't like some parts of both things. And uh, then I met the the, the founders of Redwood, uh, Jean-Paul and Marco. And um, uh, I, I was I was working with them as a like a provider, a service provider. Uh, I, I did the valuations and all the financial software for some programs that they uh, were running at the time. Uh, so we sat on a the table, they told me their idea of Redwood and I was like, I had the same idea, you know, like uh, this could be some kind of partnership. And They invited me to join them in the beginnings of Redwood to fundraise this first fund from Guadalajara, the first institutional fund from Guadalajara. And uh, I joined them in 2017, I guess. And uh, uh, we fundraised. dollars at the time. The first fund was a small fund, but uh, it's not a
0: small fund, especially for Mexico,
1: right? Like in Mexico, it's a a decent fund, yeah, it's a a decent size. Uh, in the US,
0: and fund one, yeah, fund one, like that's the same thing in other markets. Like the fund one is hard, yeah, and five to ten million dollars is typically what uh, you see. Eight million, yeah. So the, the,
1: the first fund, uh, our investment thesis was mostly done to. To convince Tapatio, uh, Tapatios are called the, 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 the people from Guadalajara. Yep. So uh, Tapatio businessmen and, and business families uh, to invest in venture capital. Because they, 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 I think every entrepreneur and businessman is risk-taking, yep. but they, they don't want to take risks that they don't know how to measure. Exactly. You know, like they don't know these kind of risks, Uh, but they like risk. That's the reason they are entrepreneurs and and, and businessmen. So uh, our investment thesis was very uh, focused on providing the transparency and providing the uh, accountability that real estate offers to any investor. You know, like you can go there and watch your, you know, your money being used for construction and everything. So, so that, that was like, why is everybody investing in real estate but not in venture capital? And yeah. we thought it was because they can see what the money is doing. So, so we put that same philosophy in venture capital. We have an app for the investors so that they can see every single peso that they invest. Where is it going? They know my salary. They know my partner's salary. They know like everything in the, in, in, in the fund, what is, going, what is going on there. They know everything about the companies. We actually present uh, we, we invite the founders to present in front of the LPs uh, a, 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 their, their, their business. So they have an active uh, involvement. The LPs are, are very hard, involved. Are invited to. Really you you wouldn't believe how involved they are. And, yeah. and we're so happy. Uh, and, and I think that involvement is what uh, started the success in fundraising uh, for the second fund because the 100% of the LPs from the first they fund, like the they, they all That's repeated awesome. in the yeah. second fund. So I think it's because I mean we, we still haven't had have an exit in the first fund. We don't we are we don't have the you know the storytelling that other funds have like yeah. the Sequoias, the Andrisens, you know, like tons of success stories. We don't we don't have that. But why did they invest again in our second fund that they trust in us again? Uh, and I think it's because of that visibility, of that transparency, that you know, like face-to-face talking with them and letting them know not only the good things but also the bad things. Like this company is not going as we thought it should, and 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 now we're we're facing these difficulties. And let them talk and tell us. Ah, oh, we think that you could do this to solve that problem, or we think this industry is not so hot right now, so. Probably don't go very deep on that uh, sector. And yeah. you know, we, we hear them. You so th-
0: This is really interesting because your LPs are not just passive investors, they're actively involved. They have domain expertise, they have domain knowledge, they're entrepreneurs themselves. Uh, and so you want to leverage that. And they, let's not kid ourselves. If you started in 2017, let's say 2018 is when the fund closed. The fund closed on August 2018. 2018. So yeah, after so 2018, our first, first investment so was 2018, August. 2019, 2020, pandemic hits. 2021, but you're already on fund number two. Like, that's actually impressive. Like, in four years, you've, you've closed fund one, deployed fund one, you're onto fund two in the midst of pandemic as well. Pandemic was hard, yeah.
1: Uh, and and uh, we actually wanted to start fundraising during the pandemic, but uh, we had to focus on the companies of the portfolio. Yeah. So we postponed fundraising uh, to 2021 uh, just to try to focus on what, our new partners need you know like the partners that 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 we have a responsibility with them because we actually invest in their companies you know so uh uh, so so we we got to focus 2020 on that and we started fundraising for the second fund in uh february to to, uh, 2021 and uh we made like nine months of fundraising and we ended up fundraising 30 million dollars uh first closing in I think in October or November. So we just got our first investment committee. We're ready to go. <laughs> that,
0: again, that's, uh, that's pretty good numbers. And, and uh, like I said, it's not easy like, going through this process. And the fact that you've actually uh, automated a lot of the back end, you've actually created apps, and, and you've created a whole mechanism to help your LPs feel engaged, that in itself takes time to build and, and put together. So yes. congratulations.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Uh, and so, when you were doing M and As, and then now you're at Redwood, were you cost, always looking at tech companies? Or was it yep. uh, like, so, so, what attracted you to the tech? And, and tell me about the tech industry in Guadalajara. Why you love it so much?
1: So, Guadalajara is a very technological city. Uh, I think, like uh, around 10, 15 years ago, the government started attracting the uh, technological big companies from the world to have offices in guadalajara you know so in guadalajara you find oracle biggest campus in the world is here and then then you have intel and then you have all the manufacturers and all the electronics and all the you know like, so there's a lot of companies uh creating jobs in guadalajara and so consequently the universities and uh, a lot of uh, ed- educational institutions started developing programs to educate and create talent for those companies so now what we're looking at is that people from those companies are you know uh, spin on, do yeah, they're, they're doing their own thing yeah. you know so so uh, they 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 are just venturing into into new endeavors you know so so that's that's uh Something that probably like five years ago uh started booming in Guadalajara. So now you see a lot of entrepreneurs. There's there's like a a, a vintage from ten years ago, you yeah. know, when the Questkies and the Unimas and you know, like these companies that went through Y Combinator, first companies in White Combinator from Guadalajara and everybody was crazy about it. And it was amazing. But now now the the ecosystem is it's, it's, it's booming? Yeah, uh, and and you see new entrepreneurs every day, and um, now there are more funds in Guadalajara, more fund managers, more angel investors, and everybody everybody is now like looking how to get involved in the ecosystem. You know, like now you see the law firms from the past, you know, that, that used to do only like, or, or yeah.
0: didn't really take it yes. seriously.
1: Yeah, exactly, and now they have their own, you know, like fintech division. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or they have their entrepreneur division, and now they are looking like, "Hey, I'm the expert on doing flips to other countries," and, and it's like, "Yeah, okay." And we don't have many about it. So if you're an expert, what have you done? You know, but, yeah. but uh, yeah, the, the good thing is that they are start. They, they start looking at this whole. I don't think it's in a, like an ecosystem. It's like the whole economy. Yeah,
0: it's no longer just a little niche or, or a small pocket. It actually is the economic driver of it Guadalajara. Is? It is. Yeah, it is, and uh, you
1: start looking at really big company uh, raising serious money from international funds and just growing in Guadalajara. And
0: I've I've been talking to entrepreneurs today. Guadalajara is also a landing pad for other Latin, Latin American entrepreneurs from Argentina, from Colombia, Brazil. They come to Guadalajara. They don't no. go to Mexico City. They don't go to Monterrey. Starting a little bit, but they they want to be in Guadalajara.
1: I think they go everywhere. Uh, but Guadalajara is a great place to be for them, yeah. and uh, I talked to a few, and I, I think the, the the quality of life is very good in Guadalajara. Uh, the cost of living is not what it's you see crazy. in. It's not too crazy. I mean,
0: getting um, getting crazy. It's, it, it, it's, it's yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's scaling. But uh, and that's the factor of any tech ecosystem that is it, successful. The victim or the victims are real estate prices.
1: If you if you are an entrepreneur and you don't want to you, you know like start a, your company on in Colombia or in Argentina or wherever you are. And you want to go somewhere else where there is a bigger economy. Uh and you go to San Francisco, you have to fundraise and live like, you know, yeah. <laughs> like very poor uh because it's so expensive. And Miami is also very expensive, you know. Uh, they say like, oh, Latin Americans go to Miami. Oh, you should think twice, but, uh, but if you come to Mexico, you find out that there's a huge ecosystem, there's a huge support to you. The culture is very friendly and it's very similar to other Latin American cultures. So you end up like really having friends and someone to talk with, you know, and, uh, and, 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 and you merge with the culture very easily. And if you are looking for talent, it's very easy to find talent for, in places like Guadalajara yeah. because they are all there. And uh, if you're looking for clients, you probably go to Mexico City because every big company is there. And if you like, so, so depending on what you are looking for, yeah. maybe some uh, companies, some, some places are better for some companies. Yeah, so
0: if, it's, if they're a business development arm of a Colombian company, they probably want to go to go Mexico City, City. City right? But if you're actually looking at building a dev team, you're part of your company, Guadalajara. Guadalajara
1: yeah no question about it I, actually we invested in a company from dallas and uh we helped them grow a company uh, their their company or, and their developing team in guadalajara and now they have offices here because it was just so cheap and the talent was good so uh, it was uh it, it was no brainer yeah.
0: yeah so you and i actually connected back in 2019 uh i see i've traveled around to startup hubs all around the world, and I see huge potentials in Mexico and Canada together. Like there's obviously the U.S. in the middle, but Canada and Mexico together are stronger together than they are apart. And so where do you see opportunities and synergies between uh, entrepreneurs in Mexico and entrepreneurs in Canada?
1: Well, I think...
0: Um,
1: Knowing that everybody ultimately so wants many. to go to the like, U.S.,
0: that's where the, the, the market is, that's where the, the clients are, but uh, what can Canada and U.S. do together?
1: Well, first, I think there are different markets, so each market has their own opportunities, and uh, of course, the drivers of the economy of each country are different. So, depending on what you are uh, devoting your company to, it would probably make more sense to go to Canada than stay in Mexico. You know, and uh, also the the, uh, the level of investment in Canada it's it's, it's huge. <laughs> is this even though in mexico we're growing and you know we uh, 3x the amount of capital invested this year in canada they're just yeah it's a stepping stone to the year so 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 if you're fundraising it would make a lot of sense if 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 you go fundraising canada and 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 in mexico as well you know like and you have a mix of that um also bill flow is very common for us to look for companies in the in canada that are expanding to mexican markets you know because probably for example, we saw a company uh, building technology for uh, for aquaculture, uh, and 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 aquaculture in 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 Canada is big, uh, but also in Mexico. Yeah. So so it, they for them it made a lot of sense to start operations in Mexico. You know, like we're growing in Canada, but now we're looking for other geographies, and the next uh, opportunity is Mexico. Uh, because in, in, in the U S everybody's, you know, like so technified and there's a lot of regulations in, in that matter. And, and in Mexico, not so far. So their product made sense. So a lot of soft landing opportunities for companies from Canada to come to Mexico and as well from companies to Mexico, you know, like, uh, find these bigger markets or, uh, the headquarters of big companies in Canada, uh, to sell, uh, it, 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 it just makes sense. I think in, in, in that way. And also, legally, the structures are more friendly in Canada, you know, in terms of taxes, in terms of where you can allocate money, in terms of how you receive investments and uh, the implications of that, in terms of investment instruments, you know, like SAFE doesn't exist in Mexico, but in Canada, they're very used to. So, um, there's a lot of, you know, like, complementary things from one to another.
0: Yeah. And I always say that as a CEO, it's your job to try to find the best resources you can to build your company and make it a global entity and and leverage what you can, whether it's go to Canada, go to the U.S., stay in Mexico, go to Colombia. It's on you as the the entrepreneur to figure out. Sure. And and that's where Launch comes in. We try to help with that process. And Redwood's a good partner for us to uh, expand our services and and offer those things. I want to jump back to Guadalajara. What is it that, uh, like, what's hot right now? What's, what's driving the sector? Is it fintech? Is it uh, Web3? What's really got you excited? What's, what, what are you seeing? What's... I think there's a lot of fintech in Guadalajara. Yeah. And great companies doing
1: uh, a lot of innovations in, in, in fintech. There's a lot of creative industries in Guadalajara, you know, like gaming and uh, design and marketing and, and, and uh, animation. Yeah. And that's that's uh being in Guadalajara. and that is driving also Web3, you know because a lot of companies from Guadalajara are now like you know like embracing Web3 on the way of doing business and uh starting you know like leveraging this new uh way of developing uh your 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 company uh, and 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 leveraging also the creativity of the guadalajara entrepreneurs yeah so I, I see a lot of that. I love the the creativity. I mean, you're in a great uh, in a great uh, area to 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 feel that creativity. Um, and and also there is a lot of uh, companies developing biotechnologies and uh, scientific base uh, uh, entrepreneurship.
0: Yeah, we well, might with two or we didn't meet with them. We're lining up meetings with two health tech companies tomorrow. No. Yeah, so, so I also I think, hey, tech. there's a lot of tech I love
1: health tech here. A lot of health tech, a lot of biotechnology, uh, and, and also a lot of uh, companies being built in, in the universities. Uh, there's very interesting uh, offices of uh, technology transfer offices, yeah. uh, and, 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 and they're doing a great job mixing invest. Investment from you know like people that are not used to invest in those kind of projects and uh, trying to evangelize how, how, how to how to invest in these you know like sort of weird companies that you don't know what they're doing you don't fully understand what their technology is all about and probably not even the entrepreneurs have figured out how to sell the technology. And- how to invest in those kind of companies? Yeah, how, right. how are the universities with
0: the IP? Because I know in Canada, the IP transfer and, and uh, the, the IP rights with the university, if you embed something at the university, that's been a bit of a sticky issue. Yes. Like, how is that here? Similar?
1: Uh, yeah, or? it's similar. It's, yeah. similar. it's similar, and I, I don't think it's that developed uh, so far, but, but uh, they're, they're improving.
0: Yeah. I I really thing, if you're doing biotech and you're actually doing really deep, deep research, But if you're building SaaS companies, fintech companies, it becomes challenging. Like you shouldn't have that much red tape and and, uh, uh, challenges trying to get that IP out of the university and commercialize.
1: Yes, then that uh, probably for not so uh, scientific companies is not that bad. A lot of companies comes out from 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 uh, university incubators and accelerators, and they're fine. Uh, And uh, but for more scientific projects that they you know, like use the university facilities yeah. and so forth, it's probably not so sophisticated right now. Yeah. So like they don't know how to
0: help the company the without it screwing it, the company. Yeah, you know, the systems put in a place where systems that were okay 20 years ago, 30 years ago, but now it's so different,
1: right? Yes. Um, but there 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 is a know-how of people that have done it before many, many years, and uh, they are willing to teach like how they did so 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 there's a lot of um, uh collaboration with other universities uh while universities with mit with harvard with um berkeley you know stanford uh so so that they get the know-how of how to build scientific-based companies within the, the the university and then just let it fly you know uh so so i think they are getting sophisticated slow but steady
0: (laughs) so movements in the right direction
1: yeah it's it's definitely in the right direction and when you see how we were five years ago and how we are now you realize that we're moving fast yeah uh you probably don't feel it because you're you know like in the car yeah uh when you you get like oh we have (laughs) yeah
0: it's been a while That's awesome. I'm really excited uh, to spend time here in Guadalajara and hopefully you can be back on a regular basis. Uh, So this is a podcast called Founder Journeys. We talked about your journey, but part of Founder Journeys is we want to talk about the taboo topics, like some of the things that entrepreneurs don't necessarily talk about, but it's a reality. There's there's a lot of things that happen in that journey. Um, You, as a VC, also get to see firsthand what other founders are going through and challenges, and we kind of talked a little bit earlier. There's something that you've seen quite a bit of and, and uh, you wanted just to address or... Oh, I've seen nothing.
1: <laughs> But that's, uh That's why we are for the tequila. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, think I, I was watching what, which one I, I, I like. Uh, but, um, I mean, there, there's a lot of uh, mistakes that founders make, and, and, and I don't think it's... It's just rookie mistakes So mo- most of the time and uh but if I would make like one that I that I just get very mad when I see it is messing up the cap table like yeah. really messy you know like inviting one investor for $50,000 and giving them half of the company and it's like now there's no room for anyone and uh or probably some uh founder uh, just leaving the company six months after starting, and he has or she has thirty percent of the company now, but no, don't they don't work there. So yeah. uh, it's, uh, it's very common for rookie entrepreneurs to mess the the, the cap table completely, uh, and and that is that is something that if you are playing the VC game and you want to go the long run, like. Uh, Racing several rounds. You have to stay with a healthy, uh, a, a, a healthy cap table. Uh, so there's always room for new investors and always there, there, there is room for you as an entrepreneur. And I think that is the priority that the yeah. entrepreneur, uh, still has the the, 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 ability to run the company as with, with, with his vision or her vision. Yeah. And, uh, for us, that's, that, that's in, in the in, in the in the core of Redwood that the entrepreneurs should always be the rock star of yeah. their companies. And when we see like messy cap tables, we're like, oh, I mean, they're, they're, I have talked with entrepreneurs that they have like three percent of their company. Yeah,
0: and it's like, so where's the motivation to?
1: Yeah, if you if you have to bring someone in and give them a vesting uh, type of, 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 of compensation, they will have more than you. <laughs> and it's like, and, and, and they didn't start a company. Yeah. So uh, what are you going to do? Oh, I'm going to talk with my investors to see if there is any chance. And they come a month after, hey, my investors gave me a great deal. Now I have like 5% of the company instead of two. And that's not a great deal. But uh, yeah, it happens a lot. It happens a lot. especially. And I think it's, 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 it's something that we have to be see every time less because of the sophistication of the investors. You know, every time the investors see that probably the first investment they made, um, they did it like that. And now nobody wants to invest in that <laughs> in company and the company's a great company, but they cannot find funding because of that. Uh, the next time they, 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 they think twice. And they say like, ah, probably I should take a little bit less so that they can fundraise again and,
0: you know, keep growing. Uh, and everybody learns through the process, and yeah, it's uh, it's, it's the, the strength of an ecosystem is the mentorship, the guidance that everybody gets, and so that's why accelerators and incubators are really important because you want the entrepreneurs to be surrounded by other entrepreneurs that went through those mistakes, guide them and teach them like, yeah, don't do that like yes. make sure you have vesting agreements don't 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 uh, give your uncle fifty percent of the company
1: exactly exactly. Yeah. and it's like, okay, if your uncle has the fifty percent of the company, but what, what does he do yeah and, and it was like. Nothing. He gave me twenty five thousand dollars. <laughs> and I'm like okay. Um, okay. <laughs> and 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 yeah, and it, it happens a lot in Guadalajara. Um, uh, and I think that is part of of uh our job to to
0: give an example yeah. or put the resources out there, put the education out there, yeah, be accessible.
1: We we we, we do a lot of like uh evangelization, you know, like yeah. like uh we participate in programs. Uh, two years ago, uh, before COVID, we, we, we actually made a, um, like a course for, uh, to train new investors. Like, you want to invest in venture capital, you want to turn into an angel investor, but you don't know how this thing works, we give you a 10-week course of how to do it, no? Yeah. And in the end, uh, we invited them to a demo day, to meet companies, to, you know, like, put in practice what they learned.
0: Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and it, it, it turned out very well. And uh, that's extremely important because that's part of your funnel. And, and if those angel investors are not making proper investments or not helping to shepherd the companies in the right way, you have fewer companies to invest in because yes. they're not investable <laughs> at that time, but they get to you, right? No. Awesome. Alejandro, this has been an amazing conversation. Uh, I want to close this off by you talking to our audience and telling them why should they come to Guadalajara what, what can they do to connect with uh, the ecosystem here? Okay. So, uh,
1: Guadalajara is a very friendly environment for entrepreneurs. So, whenever you come, just send a message to whoever you know in the Guadalajara ecosystem, to me, if you want, and they will present you to everyone. Uh, I think the good thing of Guadalajara ecosystem is that we are so close to each other, I and mean, everybody knows each other. Uh, so... I don't know. uh, uh, There's very few people in the ecosystem that I don't know, but it's not because I'm so popular. It's because everybody knows everybody, you know, Uh, and that's the great thing of Guadalajara. It's very friendly. Um, There is is a lot of opportunities here. It's it's a huge uh, city as a market to start your company, to pilot your company. It's not an easy market, but that is also good for when you start your company so that you can See if there is a market viability uh, uh, in what you are doing. So it's a it's a great place to 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 be. Also, we have a lot of tequila, so that's another perk. (laughs) And And, uh, if
0: you're you're a North American company, Canadian company looking to expand into Latin America, Guadalajara is your stepping stone. Yes, and here,
1: hit Mexico. There is a lot of talent. If you're looking for talent, there is a lot of talent. If if you're looking for market, there is a lot of market. If you're looking for an office and space, uh, every time that is. less use but if you need yeah. space for your company here is not that expensive also there is a lot of companies doing like soft landing services for for foreign uh companies to yeah. come to guadalajara uh there's legal services accounting services for entrepreneurs i mean there is a whole ecosystem to help you if you come to guadalajara
0: and uh if you don't know anyone just ask and it's very easy to find Super very easy. Uh, ecosystem lots of meetups and stuff happening now we're starting to come back uh, post-COVID we've got our own tomorrow Uh, so I highly recommend if you're going to look at uh, the Mexican market if you're looking at Latin America make Guadalajara a stop and Dr. Redwood Ventures for funding of course (laughs) this is amazing thank you thank you Red